Hello and welcome back to the No Ratings Podcast. We just released the insight a couple of days ago. We spoke about Manchester United against Man City. If you missed that, go and listen to that, then come back to this. Or listen to that after this, whatever your preference is. If you're a dinner before tea guy or a tea before dinner guy. I know someone actually, before we go anywhere, someone that drinks jai or tea before they eat dinner. Weird or not weird? Hmm. Hmm. That's weird. Jai, wait, before dinner? Yeah. I, th- I don't think it is. As in, how do you guys have chai? Is it like a, a post in a little snack or is it? Because my parents probably have it just it's like a as post much, dessert, like... isn't it? Nah, nah. Exactly. Mine's is the opposite. In my family, it's like 6pm biscuits and tea and then dinner after that. Not straight after, quite a bit after that. Okay, the person yeah. who told me I was hating, I was like full blast hating on this guy <laughs> saying he's a disgrace to South Asian but clearly we do things a bit differently. Yeah. I've, not, not directly swear... before the meal but yeah. See, I'm, I think I'm more I'm more on Sakib's side. Like, 7pm, when everything's done and dusted, maybe a gulab jamun with a cup of tea or rasmalai with a cup of tea or biscuits. I don't know if I can have tea in the middle of my, like, evening. Yeah. Yeah, well, maybe it's Afghan thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, uh, welcome back to the No Ratings Podcast. And uh, if you've been listening for the last few weeks, I've not been here. Sakib's taken over. Danielle's taken over. So shout out to them guys. Um Sakib just pulled the face. You did a good job, bro. I, I well, someone messaged me actually saying, "You know what, Sakib was class today." Who was? Who did you do that episode with, Sakib? Rajan, the other dude. Damn, glad you remember his name. Glad <laughs> yeah, the first time I met him. Well, Rajan sent me a message Arsenal saying, fan. "Arsenal fan." Um, James. Can't remember. No, nah, it wasn't James. It was. Uh, it was someone that was new. But anyway. Raj texted me saying, Sakib did a stellar job today. I think those were his exact words. And I was like, oh, fair play. Fair play, man. Um, yeah, so uh, we are back with our sort of Premier League roundup conversation. Um, but Sakib has very kindly thrown it back a little bit with an icebreaker. I feel like we used to do these like every week and then we kind of stopped. Um, but I like this one. Uh, so it's a crossover boxing event again. This time, any current footballer of your choosing has to fight Tyson Fury. Yes, the last ten rounds without getting knocked out. Who are you picking and why? Um, Bavs, if people at home haven't figured out, it's Bavs and Sakib on the pod today. Probably should have been introduced to those guys, but listen, we had a chai conversation. Let's keep it moving. Um, Bavs, I'll let you start because I don't think there's many footballers that might last. I mean, with Tyson Fury, I'm thinking, does it have to be similar height or is it maybe a little? you know, pound for pound, little beast. Uh, who who would I go for? T- 10 rounds. What if he was like very short so Tyson can't like, can't reach him. He has to like really duck down. But then he can't reach him. But it's, it's not about knockdown. You're trying to find new here, bro. You're trying to find yeah. new. Let's see if the player Who's was the at 5'7". Who's the biggest, baddest player you know? Who's the biggest, baddest player in the league? Uh, Saliba. <laughs> no. Actually, man. actually, you know, Saliba's got a nice face. I don't want to ruin that. Gabriel. <laughs> Gabriel, I reckon he's got a bit of Brazilian. Are you, you know, saying Saliba's more attractive than Gabriel? That's basically what you just said. No, Saliba's more attractive than Gabriel. I, no, I, I happen to agree. Disagree? I happen to agree. Saka thought you, you didn't have I the confidence really to back that. I studied their faces. Yeah, no, I, I was just trying to trip you up to be here. Yeah, it's but I think Gabriel's take. more of a fighter. So I, I put I put Gabriel on there just because just I feel like he's, he's powerful, he's strong, he can fight. Yeah, why not? 
I, I actually can't <laughs> believe that Sakib is unsure of a Saliba is better looking than Gabriel. No disrespect, Gabriel, brother. You get oh, a lot shit. of stick on the pod. But no, 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 no. That's not what I was pondering. I was, uh, I was pondering who it is. It's Joe Linton. Has to be Joe Linton. Joe, Joe Linton, Linton is getting ten Joe rounds. Linton, he's not going to win. Or he'll survive. He's not stronger than Gabriel. He's not. I don't know, brother. Have you seen him? Maybe Mo Salah. Oh, Sterling's going to be strong. Magic he's getting eh? battered in a fight, bro. He's getting yeah, Sterling, Sterling no, in a Sterling boxing match. Sterling is strong. Yeah, but, but he's small. James Let's say Milner. there's no... <laughs> the guy don't die. He's just he's just constantly... James Milner. He'll just, he'll just keep getting up. Stamina. Ribena. You're just saying buzzwords. Ribe- Ribena. No, like, he, he's I'm... a Ribena merchant. I was, I was pretty sure he is. That's his like, dessert, apparently. Imagine. I reckon there's a, there's a keeper that would have it. I'm trying to think if there's a keeper. Who's the big goalkeeper? Who's the biggest keeper? League? League? Died out. It's... Yeah, there ain't many yeah, big ones. They also because it can't be bulky keepers. To... Allison's quite a big guy, but he's too lovely to get in a boxing match. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Adama would have back in the day, but Adama's short. Like he Adama, can't go more, like... yeah, he's like five nine. He's okay. not heavyweight, I don't think. Tyson's like six nine, isn't he? He's not six nine. Six nine. Oh, is that he is massive. No, he's like six one. Seven maybe. Tyson no, Fury. Wait, Tyson Fury is at six six six. Tyson seven. Fury is six one, my friend. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's two point six meters apparently. <laughs> yeah, two point six meters not six one. <laughs> six foot seven and a half apparently. Yeah, that's gonna say. That's what I'm thinking. Like yeah, he's massive. So like, he's he foot, foot smaller. Yeah, but he's a basketball player. Uh, who is the tallest player in the league? Haaland is he the tallest or is it probably the one at Wolves? Collage. Havertz is pretty tall. He's like six four. Collage is tall as well. Not if you habits. say habits, bro, yeah. you're going to start sounding like Arteta. He win duels. He will win duels for he us would, against he... Tyson Fury. Declan hey, Rice, you know, because he's got a bit of Irish in him as well. <laughs> you're just naming Arsenal players at this point. Well, who else is an Arsenal fan going to name? Arsenal players. <laughs> yeah, nice. John yeah, Lennon but... is one of them old English bruisers like a Tar- Tarkovsky. Or you're throwing like, yeah, you're throwing Tarkovsky in there or someone like that. You just, you can just take punches to the face and not fall over. Ruben Diaz. One of them. Nah, Ruben no, Diaz getting smoke, bro. Bro, do you, have you seen how nicely he does his hair before a game? Yeah, but that doesn't mean Perhaps, it. I mean, just have to go them, both Yeah, the them man are just... They're too pretty, they're too pretty. They, you need someone... Like a Joe Linden, bro, you don't care. Who's His shorts are dirty crazy. every game. <laughs> the the way to Lennon. last 10 rounds with Tyson Fury, your shorts have to be dirty every game. Yeah, 100, bro. What about Van Dyke? He can't be one of them pretty boy defenders. Van, ooh, Van Dyke. Maybe prime Van Dyke. He would have had the aura to just avoid him the whole time. Kanata, maybe. Yeah, Kanata's a bit of a bruiser, and he's probably like 6'6. Six, six. Nah, Kanata's not 6'6, six, six, bro. I think your height's completely wrong. Kanata's not 6'6. <laughs> six, six. Kanata's height. I he's like 6'2 like six, six, six. max. Kanata's not 6'6. Six, six. Sakib's on the job. Who's, oh, what yeah, about yeah, Fraser Foster? Fraser Foster. Fraser Foster, that <laughs> Yeah, Fraser Foster. Nick Pope, maybe? Mm-hmm. Nick Pope's a big one as well. Da- uh, Dan Byrne. We answered Dan Byrne yet. Dan Byrne probably could see. He's one of those, he's getting punched the whole time, but he's having a great time. I'm having a yeah. great time it's getting punched it. in the face. What a bad. Yeah. Um, can someone check Kanate's height, please? Because he's 6'6". Six, Kanate six. is not 6'6". He's, he's not in the top thing. The tallest player in the league is 6'5", and that's Dan Byrne. And you thought... You thought Kanate Tyson Fury is 6'1", but Kanate is 6'6". Six, six. Your height... 
like Can I six perspectives four? all over the place. Six, bro, six four still really tall. He said he six one. Tall. Yeah, but we're both similarly close. Yeah. Anyway, um, I had no idea Tyson Fury was. What did you say? Six seven. Have you not noticed that? We not see his yeah, fight. Six seven. Big lanky. Yeah, like, I know he's a big guy, but like generally boxers are quite big. Like Anthony Joshua must be like six five probably. So do you think that Fury is shorter than Joshua? I never thought of it like that. To be honest, I just, I just, I'm just spewing heights out. I never actually in my mind did a Babs and thought, who's taller than who? That six one's crazy though. That's a good seven inches off. <laughs> I think we should do an episode where we just do a back and forth in heights. Like someone names a player, you have to name, higher, lower. What's that show? Um, oh. what's that? What's that show? Bruce Forsyth. Price is right. Price is right. Babs, you would have never watched that, bro. You're about 18 years too late. I don't mind. I've probably got something else. Got the... Simply it's Brucey, man. Goat show. Goat guy. Anyway, uh, so we're landing on a mix of Fraser Foster, Dan Byrne, and... Gabriel. I'm going to throw... Yeah, and and Gabriel. I would like to throw Canart in. There'll be someone at a random team that we haven't thought about. Sheffield United must... Their entire back five. Yeah, they're knocked out Wayne Rooney. Phil Bardsley. <laughs> he's short. Like he, he wouldn't in a fight, but he is the one that actually has proven that he can box. Knocked out Wayne Rooney. He's, he's getting smashed all around the ring. He's like, he's pro- he, I'm not going to guess a height, but I'm going to say he's definitely <laughs> below six foot. He's 5'7". Okay, that's the so whole, five, uh, yeah. He's just leaning on Messi's height. Phil Bardsley. I don't know. Um, but I know they knocked out Wayne Rooney. That's the only actual boxing footage of what you've seen. Of a prem footballer. Right. Phil Bardsley it is. Um Sakib's Googling every single footballer in the league. Weight and height. Who's got the best composition? <laughs> Lukaku uh, would have. I'm, I'm yeah. I'm sticking with Joe Linton. Right. Would have gone Lukaku. Joe Linton. I'll leave it to the listeners to decide. Uh, these days, the people on Spotify actually reply to podcasts going out. So if you feel strongly about a particular player that have missed out, uh, then reply to the podcast and let us know. All tweeters at no ratings pod, but do add some context. Don't just tweet as like a name of a footballer because I will have no idea what it's about. Um, to be right. fair, that was pretty Premier League centric as well. I'm sure people have got European shouts. True. Was your question Premier League related? I don't think yeah. it was, to be fair. We just ended if it was up... European, then was I say Premier, Premier League? No, actually, to be fair, yeah. It's, uh, you... No, it's not Premier League. It's every player like in the world. That opens it up to so many other guys. Yeah, we'll let yeah. the listeners do Zlatan, that. If he's, if he's yeah. still available. Lukaku, maybe, actually. Ooh. Bavs is so invested in trying to find someone who could fight Tyson Fury. There's, there's an obvious answer we're just forgetting. It will come to Zlatan's, us by the end of the episode. Yeah, Zlatan's a safe If one. Pepe's still playing, you know Pepe will have it as well. Yeah, Pepe would love it, bro. Nicola Pepe? Yeah. No, no, not your Pepe, bro. Bro, you say like Michael, who remembers some Arsenal player with the name Michael. Michael Thomas. <laughs> What a guy. Um, all right, we were just saying before the pod started that the theme of the Premier League seems to sort of be repeating itself. The same teams win, same teams lose. We haven't quite found, like, um, I guess any drama at this point. I think it's, the season's been fairly predictable. Obviously, we've spoken about Spurs at a lot of, a lot of length. Um, and generally, we speak about the top sides quite a lot. So, uh, something I wanted to talk about was uh, best strikers in the league right now that are not named Erling Haaland. Because I actually think there's a lot of strikers the reason I came to this conclusion is because when I was picking my FPL team, I was like, I need a striker below seven mil. Couldn't find one. And I was like, oh, there's actually quite a lot of good strikers in form at the moment. Um, 
couple of names that spring to mind uh, on my head. Like I know, Babs, you're going to say Gabriel Jesus, but I'm saying current form. Current form, yeah? Eddie and Ketia, then. I current knew that was going this kind current of waste, form. man. <laughs> I just, um, I only just watched his goals from the weekend's games. And yeah. uh, it came up saying it's his first goal in all comps, his first goal of the game in all comps since 26th of August. Goals a goal. Has Haaland scored a goal as good as Nketiah's third? No, I don't even think that was that, like, that good a goal. The keeper was so out of position. Pardon? You're telling me that third Nketiah goal is not a wonder goal? It's a good literally to top, West, top left. West Fodringham is like the worst keeper I've seen in Premier League. Like, no, he probably is, but that's top left. I've just like, noticed it. He's so bad. He went top left, pal. He was like, I've done that at Power League before. And, and I mean, just turned well. it as and it, Power it, League is probably a smaller goal and less pressure, not crowd. You ain't got the vloggers in the crowd going oh, through. Bro, you have not played his Power League game. I've played his Power League game. Not crowds There's in Power League, jeez. It's immense pressure, bro. I've I've travelled all the way from Leeds to Watford to play in this game. It's a really top-level game, brother. Enough, you know what I mean? It was, it was one of them, like, sometimes I go straight over the bar, like, there's a you know what I mean? He took a shot. He won. He bought a ticket. You know what I mean? Let, that's, and he scored. Who scored that? Who scored something the other day? You know, like I love like a Bruno Fernandez body from the other day, three, four weeks mm. ago. That's like technique. You watched it all the way. I think there's a slight difference. Harlan's definitely done that a couple of weeks ago as well from outside the box. Not from outside Not the that, box. but he scored from outside the box. I'm sure. Look, we know Harlan's just about better than Eddie anyway, so it's like, Okay. The first yeah. touch from Eddie for the first goal was actually better than the goal full stop. That first touch. No. Oh. It was an amazing first touch, you're right, but not better than that goal. That goal, you're, you're not crediting the amount of power he put behind that shot. I think we're both adding the context of the goalkeeper, though. And I don't think you are. Like, yeah, I've watched bro, the... if You could have Thibaut Courtois, he ain't saving that. No, bro, and don't say that. He ain't saving that. He ain't saving that. I'm sorry, he ain't saving that. <laughs> It's it was listen. It's a good strike, and I think because he doesn't score from outside the box, it's like oh wow. Like it's that Van Nistelrooy scored from outside the box. People are like wow, what a goal! I'm like, well, actually, it's just because you're so not used to him scoring from outside the box. But the goalkeeping situation that Sakib just mentioned, we will talk about at some stage. Because my theory is, if you come to the Premier League, you need to have one of two things to stay up: a wonderful goalkeeper or a brilliant goal scorer. And Sheffield United ain't got either of them two things. Um, well, actually, Saki, if you're a Watford fan, were Sheffield United particularly yes. good in the championship the year they came up? No, they came up last year. They weren't They weren't great. I think they had a lot of Premier League things. I think Sander Berger was in the middle, which is an obvious Premier League player. Um, just quite united together, really. You, you didn't have to be that good last year to go up, I'll be honest. It was a pretty weak championship. As you can tell by Luton coming up and then Burnley getting battered this year. Mm. You didn't have to be that good. Wouldn't be surprised if all three go back down. And that's probably the, the first time that's happened in a while. They are the three right now, no? I think Luton might yeah, be I think Luton is just so above. No, it's Luton 18th, Burnley 19th, oh, okay. Sheffield United 20th. Fair enough, fair enough. Sheffield United conceded 29 goals already. That's a, that's an average of three goals a game. That's crazy. Now, the day that, that game they conceded eight against Newcastle, just watch the goalkeeper. There's some terrible stuff happening. They expected the XG was like 3.3, I think, in Newcastle. They scored eight. That's terrible. <laughs> that's <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> yeah, there's a conversation to be had. Um, 
Anyway, back to the striker debate. Let's let's discount Arsenal for a minute because, Babs, you might have to put on your thinking cap of the other teams that you've watched. Oh, actually, hold on a minute. Pause for a second. Babs, I've got a question for you, um, which is non-football related, but definitely Babs related. Uh, I was obviously in India when you made your debut appearance on Saturday Social. I should have asked you this at the top of the show, but this is just my ADHD kicking in. How was Saturday Social? It was very good, but, um, I, you know, the performance on the quiz was a bit, bit, um, bit annoying. Uh, do you know those emoji quizzes that you got to do? Like you got to read the emojis. Cannot do those, mm. and they put that in the middle. So it was there was three three rounds. One was um, higher or lower assist, which stunt pet got five out of five. I got three out of five, so not far off. But the emoji one was like seven one or some crap like that because oh, like bro. I could I and she was sat on the other side as well. So like when she reads it, you can read from the other way. So I'm re- I'm reading in reverse almost. But then, yeah. And then obviously, I think it was 4-5 in the final quiz. Which, by the way, all the Arsenal questions, I got right. That's the only things I got right. So, I mean, just look, I've got a lot of Arsenal knowledge, which is, I'm an Arsenal fan. I think that's that's perfectly justifiable. All right. I feel like uh, the appearance was two weeks ago and you still haven't let go of how badly you did in the quiz. That's all I oh, knew no, the before. Comments, the comments killed me. The comments, I can't even say some of the comments because they're not PG. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, the comments are a bit, bit um inventive let's just say with the, with the way <laughs> I mean. I'm, I'm just glad you had a good time to be honest and nah, that's all I wanted to know <laughs> yeah. um, really right I apologize for those listeners that also suffer from a tiny bit of ADHD I feel like you might have enjoyed that because also your brain also wanted to know how uh, Saturday Social was for Babs uh, back to strikers any other ones that spring to mind outside of Harlan non-Enketia not Jesus I think Callum Wilson's the second best striker in the Premier League. Havertz honest. counts as a striker, no? It does. Havertz counts as a striker. He's a striker. Right, I'm going to discount any have... Arsenal player. Any Arsenal player is now okay, discounted. Arsenal Who's Arsenal it's, it's Callum Wilson. Ollie Watkins is, is on form. I was going to say Ollie Watkins. But there's something about Ollie Watkins. That... I'd say Isak. Isak is a shout too, but he's always injured. I'd have Isak over Watkins. He... I would say he's always injured, but... What I think with Isak is, if I could sign one strike in the league, obviously apart from Holland, Isak would be up there. Because I think he can do what Jesus can do in the sense of drop down deep, make things up, something out of nothing. But his finishing is actually very underrated, which I'm surprised by because I associate that his numbers weren't that clinical. But then he's come to Newcastle and even last year he outperformed his XG and did it, I think, similar this year as well. I think he's just a player who's able to create stuff out of nothing and I like that type of striker. That's why I appreciate Jesus so much. So I think Isak is up there for sure. Tony, if he was fit and available, I think is the most complete behind Haaland. I'd actually argue he probably has a little bit more to his overall game than Haaland does in anyways. In terms of Haaland's a better goal scorer, obviously, but Tony's better assistant. He's better at dropping down deep and linking up play. Yeah, I think... It, can we count Tony? Or is it because he's not Nah, it's, it's current form. So, like, right now, outside of... I think the Callum Wilson shot, I didn't actually clock. He's bagged seven goals this season. Yeah, yeah Wilson has. But how many pens? Well, Callum is Wilson that? is a Three fantastic pens. striker. He's just not got healthy hamstrings. So, his minutes yeah. have to be managed. But look at him every season. Even in the Bournemouth team, now in the Newcastle team, he gets you goals. And like, I like the Isak shout. But I do feel that Isak can go missing on occasion. Just just drifts out of the game a little bit. I don't know if it's a slight frame. Like when he does something, it's spectacular. So you always see a replay, you always see a highlight. But I think if you like night over 90 minutes, a lot of the time I've seen him, he might even get dragged off after 60, 65, and he gets benched because Eddie Howe's just maybe trying to get a level of consistency out of him. But I think Cannon Wilson, just six, seven, eight seasons now, just if 
if you do minutes per goal, it's, it's probably, what's the word? Explanates or whatever to 20 goals every season, I think. Explanates. Um, you definitely yeah, I made that one up. <laughs> How are you spelling Someone that? Someone knows Explanates. Explanates. <laughs> um, I'll let you find that word. Um, meanwhile, I'll oh, tell you shit. Callum Wilson's stats. <laughs> you just fully made that word. I don't even know what word it was that you're trying to go towards. You know when they say, like, if you take this bit of data and then you stretch it out over, like, a wider yeah. ring? Yeah. What is that? Um, uh, mate. Exaggerate? Something ex- no, it's not nah, exaggerate. Nah, nah. There is a word. It's like that. if you copy it and then times it over, yeah. Yeah. Bad yeah. Knows, man. Explaniation. Yeah. Not, something like that. Not, not, not explaniation. That's like a ex- <laughs> that's like explaniamus in Harry Potter. <laughs> that's some Harry Potter I mean, shit, yeah. Yeah. Big but um, I think with Wilson, what, one thing you have to realise is that minutes per goal is because he gets sobbed off a lot as well. So, say if he mm. plays a full 90, he, there will be extra minutes added on. So, a lot of strikers will have a higher minutes per goal ratio if they're playing the full, you know, or taking off 60 minutes. That looks looks better on the record. Uh, for me, it's Isak. I, I'd say I love him at Arsenal right now. The Is Julian Alvarez a striker? Uh, no, not really. He's not been playing as a striker, but I think he's the most talented striker in the league. Yeah. Like, his overall game is nuts for a guy who's just come to the league, um, considering he's basically playing as, like, a false 10 stroke half nine um yeah he's or like even the moments against united some of the stuff he does is so good for a what we what i thought was just like a goal scoring striker fully reminds me of tevez like his overall play is so good um just quickly on callum Wilson, i didn't clock this right but last season he scored 18 premier league goals season before yeah. that eight in 18 season before that 12 in 26 then we're into bournemouth times eight in 35 16. 14 and 30, 8 and 28. It's not bad. Like It's actually very, very, very good for a player that's been sort of injury hit constantly. Um, who else did I have in mind? Ollie Watkins is definitely up for a shout, man. Mm-hmm. Like I also have the feeling of like, I don't know what it is, but I'm never quite convinced because I think he's scruffy. Um, but you can't argue with the guy's form. Let me, let me bring up his stats because I think he's actually having like a mad season. Um, the movement is tremendous, firstly, yeah. given that. The movement is He's fantastic. He's got a lot of the basics down to a T as well. Yeah, it's one, the ball striking for give... me that I don't like. Yeah, he's not he's not clinical, I'd say. He missed a lot of chances. Right. One thing, I think one player that has a lot of potential that won't get the limelight now, but I think maybe in a year's time when he starts scoring more goals in the Premier League, Rasmus Hoyland. I think mm. his overall play, especially in the Champions League, what I've seen is... A lot of what I want to see from a striker, he's strong, he can hold the ball up, he can get into into the other players as well. But it just needs a bit, a bit more composure in front of a goal, which he's obviously got in the Champions League, which I think he's got three, four goals, but in the Premier League, he's not shown yet. I I really actually like Hoyland. I mean, but I just think he's quite raw. Like there's, yeah, like there's the potential. Um, yeah, for potential, for sure. I wouldn't actually put his profile too far away from Watkins. Like, really good at hold-up play, yeah. really aggressive, runs beyond the man. Watkins is just really intelligent in the box. Five goals, five assists this season, Watkins, by the way. And I think mm-hmm. his record under Emery specifically is very, very good. Because um, yeah. wasn't Gerard in charge half of last season? Yeah, yeah. he was. He was. But so then again, even... Watkins is an Arsenal fan, so it makes sense. <laughs> I knew that. Was, I was, knew there was some sort of Arsenal reference coming. Um, yeah. Can there be an Hang argument? On, is... Go on. Son is a number nine now, right? Sorry to interrupt. Son is a number nine. If nah, Son's a number nah. nine now, he's second. Yeah, but he's like Alvarez. He is a nine, but he's not. I mean, he's playing straight through the nine, though. straight through the middle. Oh, yeah, There's no he question. deserves a shot. Alvarez I think he's been amazing a... this season, for sure. Yeah, he has been amazing. Darwizzi? I was just about to say, 
Darwiz, he was next nah, on my list. Nah, nah. Bro, he's had, what do you mean? Nah. <laughs> Four goals, three assists this season in the league. And he's probably like 25 big chances missed. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lie. I need to bring up Darwizzi's, uh official stats. <laughs> I like um, Darwizzi. I think he's a, he's a good character. Actually, he'd be a good, uh, good shout for the whole Tyson Fury stuff. I think he's got that dog in him. I think he has. But I hear that. I think the logical answer is Wilson. I would actually say Tony if he was available. I think Tony's better than Wilson. But um, there's a lot of potential strikers that Watkins is a bit like a. Yeah. I don't think he'll ever get a move to a big club because he can't be a starter at Arsenal or Spurs unless someone leaves. And I think he's at the perfect level for him. Likewise, Wilson. That maybe Wilson. I don't know. Would he start for Man United if he was there right now? I don't. I don't know if he would. Probably if he's fit, I reckon. Ooh. Don't think Man United are that good for that question to even really like. Yeah, I mean Newcastle. You know I mean? What, what does that mean right anymore? It's true. Yeah, yeah, Newcastle are better. Who have West Ham got? Antonio. Yeah, still Antonio. It'll be Antonio until he's got. Well, yeah, a he's foot at all-time ten prem top goal scorer actually. So, no. well, they've tried replacing him like five times. It just doesn't yeah, work. Yeah, doesn't work out. Doesn't work out. I think Evan Ferguson will be there in two years. Oh, Evan Ferguson. Got, I think yeah. he's got a bit of everything. He needs. He needs a big move. He. I think he'll get a big move as well. Oh, they're selling mm. him for 120 million to to Man U yeah. probably. <laughs> After be a Klarna thing. No, they. Why uh, would you go Man United when they got Hoyland? True, but then where else is he going to go? Because they're Brighton are not going to sell him for fifty million. They're going to sell him the for like eighty million plus. Chelsea would be in a striker soon. But Chelsea, Chelsea or Arsenal. For those are the two teams. Arsenal shout out right. Chelsea or Arsenal, but yeah, but Jesus isn't. He's not the perfect. I mean, I wouldn't put him in the same. You know, if he were to ask this question with Jesus as well, he'd be in the conversation, but he wouldn't be top. His overall play is mm. top, but his goal scoring pedigree isn't quite. So that's why Arsenal would look for a striker. I, I wonder if we go for someone more proven, like Ossiman. Bro, you you're getting a bit too giddy, bro. You're not touching Ossiman. <laughs> Why is that? Why is that? It's just not happening, bro. He said the same thing about Rice as well. So like, I'm just saying. No, I never did. Rice is going from West Ham, like uh, no disrespect to West Ham, a lower end Premier League, potentially European Euro, European team, to a cha- title challenging team in the Premier League. Ossiman's going from title winning team to title challenging team and also is going to cost a winning team crazy amount of money no but we've we've shown that we can spend that money and I think who, where, where else would you think Ozzyman goes to Chelsea but Napoli also don't really sell players in their prime I can't think of too many examples of players Gonzalo going Guayin. in their prime Gonzalo yeah, that Guayin, might be was you? last one I don't think Hamshik ever went in his prime Kudibali went late but who's really gone for their players in their prime? Like Koulibaly was always wanted, but no one actually made proper offers to get him out of there. And Guayi was the one. And I, do you really think Osman's going to have his entire peak at Napoli when he? I don't think so. But I think you're looking at 150. No, of course I know the money that it, involved. It wouldn't be like 80 million pounds, but I reckon Arsenal have that. 150. Yeah, I reckon Arsenal have that. So we, if we can spend 105 on Declan Rice, what we can't spend. Hey, don't bro, forget... but you were, you were penny picking towards the end, though. Every, yeah, every of course, I mean, like... when you're spending 105 million pounds, you just go, here you go, mate. It's not just like, a, it's, you know what I mean? It's not like a. But don't worry, man. With the power of Klarna, anything is possible. Yeah, I just don't think you can Klarna Victor Ozzy mental Arsenal. <laughs> also, <laughs> also, further to that as well, Chelsea are involved. Yeah, but if Chelsea aren't in the top half, why do you want to go there? Because money talks. Money we talks. Have money. We will have money as well. Blue Man City have the world for us. Brother, I'm so disappointed you didn't carry on the song. I don't care about the money point. <laughs> I just don't know the song, can I? 
Sacking Munoz. Oh, Ada showing you dirty cash, man. Yeah. Wait, Sacking Munoz. I'm not sorry, Babs, you don't know that song? No. Dirty cash, I want you. Dirty cash, I need you. Money's up. My rendition of it is Hey, the ad lib cold. Um, uh, Right, Victor is even to Arsenal. That's what Babs thinks thinks is happening. Um, It's going to be Ivan Tony and Jan, let's be honest. Yep, fact. It, It still works out. I don't think it does. No, what do you think Tony will improve Arsenal? He improves you because currently your number two is in and at the moment he's playing like a number good. one. But I don't think it moves you so far up the... Like, Rice has moved you much further up. <laughs> I don't think Tony takes you to another level. May not. That's why we are looking at a certain player out Napoli. <laughs> <laughs> you're a prick <laughs> um, Saki if you're an outsider here does Tony improve Arsenal no it's the old cliche it gives him something different probably gives him more of a plan B or a different style I don't know if he improves the first 11 per se if Arsenal actually even have one anymore if anyone even has no. anyone in their first 11 anymore I don't know if they exist hmm that's a conversation. The issue today, is, whoever we sign as a striker who, who looks to be a goal scorer, he needs to be able to combine Saka and Martinelli. So if we get Ossiman and he's an elite goal scorer and he scores 30 goals a season, how does that affect Martinelli and Saka's game? Because one thing I like about the likes of Hoyland and his new up-and-coming strikers is they also help the others get involved. And it's not just about scoring goals. That's why Jesus is just so close to perfection. If you can like be a bit, little bit more clinical, like you are everything we want. You hold the ball up, Great skills, entertaining the fans, and you score goals, and you're Brazilian as well, which adds to it. Amazing. But if you if you can't if you can't score twenty a season, is that enough? Yes, because Roberto Firmino did it and won everything. Yeah, it is he didn't true. score twenty a season. Yeah, it depends on Saka and Martinelli if they can up their numbers. So I think last year it was fifteen and fourteen, so it's not far off. And there's there's still twenty one, twenty two. There's scope for improvement there for sure, especially with uh, Martinelli. In terms of not his sacker ceiling is higher in my opinion, but I think Martinelli is probably more likely to kind of bundle in twenty a season and eight of them by accident off his knee, off his backside. You know yeah, what I mean? Where sackers will be pure, yeah, more of a poacher. So I think Martinelli yeah. has that potential for sure. Yeah, we've also got goal scorers on the bench: Trossard and Havertz and Co. Havertz. Du- the dual winner. Um, I'm trying to think of any other strikers. If you had to put them, put non Arsenal strikers after Haaland one to three, who would they be? I'll go in mine first. I'll go in, on current form, as in right this minute. Current form. I would have Watkins first. Uh, Watkins. What other options do I have? Because Isaac's not in form, is he? You got Watkins, Nunez, Isak. You could say because he's only just got injured. He's, he's still one of the top scorers. Wilson, um, Jota. On current form, yeah. On current form, you'd say either Wilson or Watkins, vice versa. Either way, you want to go for it, and then someone else like Isak. But if I was to pick out of players that I would want to sign for Arsenal to take us to the next level, Isak would be first. Sakib. Son. Number one, Callum Wilson. Number two, Ronnie Watkins. Number three, I think. Son's the Son. I think there was this debate on social media today. Son's definitely the best finisher I've ever seen in the Premier League. Fact. 
Yeah, yeah. No, he's 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 good. He's all right. <laughs> you don't. Why are you beating We're Spurs? We're Troy. Nah, no, no. I don't even want to entertain the Eduardo. No, no. Like, Rude Van Nistelrooy is a great poacher. Lucas Podolski. No. He's, no. He's Arsenal hijacked. just going to keep... You can't mention any more Arsenal players for the rest of this episode. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I'm an Arsenal fan. What do you think is going to happen? We've heard you say that three times. Um, yeah, no. Sakibon Van Nistelrooy, no. He's a, he's a poacher. Great poacher. Son, put him in the box. Any position in the box, he can find a way to score. Banish yeah. or not, not, not so much. Mm-hmm. Child of memory, like the cloud in that one. And it's yeah. a way talking striker, just to, before you wrap the striker thing, just shout out Dom Solanke, man. He's in an awful team. He's always trying. He's like, you know, I put it this way, yeah? I'm trying to give you like a football manager, like, or trying to, you know, when someone's like 20 everything in football manager, or like 19, 18s, Dom Solanke's got like, you know, the triangle, we all talk about the triangle being like wide when someone's great like about verdict Solanke is, is like complete it's equal but just smaller like he's got 12 everything out of 20 rather than 15 he could do everything just not as good not great he's not elite he doesn't have like one strong area yeah he's just he's just well average and I love that I love that he can head he can finish he can hold up he can pass he can press but just all at like a 12 out of 20 rather than a 20 out of 20 so shout out Don Solanke I like them kind of guys man it's the worst compliment sandwich ever. <laughs> You're really averagely good at being averagely good. Um, yeah, just got to shout them guys out. Very, very nice of you to do that for Dom Solanke. I'm sure if he's listening, he's just gone, yeah, big up me. I'm a legend. Um, uh, who's the worst starting striker in the Prem? Because it's Mikel Antonio. No. The worst? What? He's so bad. Worst. It's not the worst. It's not the worst. Who's, who plays for, for Sheffield United? All right. Ryan Brewster. Oh, that's unfair, though. That's unfair. What about uh, McBurney? I think you have to take a few things into context, yeah? Like, McBurney plays for Sheffield United, who are the worst team in the league. So he's obviously going to look really bad. The Solanke, this is where the Solanke version of events kind of makes sense here. Because Solanke's definitely not the worst because he's overperforming at Bournemouth. Yeah. So you could argue that Antonio's underperforming at West Ham. Um, I do just think there yes. is worse. Vinicius at Fulham is questionable yeah pretty bad Jimenez though as well pretty bad. he's not really good either anymore yeah but Jimenez you can't hate him bro he was great before the injury yeah, Nicholas was, Jackson is arse cheeks ooh yeah like, real arse cheeks bro that, that's the one it, he's he's like, like given everything pound for pound given the service and the club you're at he's bad Crystal Palace is a pretty poor but that's a regular though. yeah while we're on the conversation of uh Terrible and good strikers. I think we should talk about terrible and, and good managers. Um, good managers currently, Arteta, Ange, Pep, Klopp, Emery. Uh, there's actually quite a few. De Zerbi, Eddie Howe. Um, potentially bad managers currently. And I hate to talk about Manchester United on absolutely nearly every single episode, but they are probably the only story at the moment in the Premier League that is surprising, uh, aside from maybe Spurs. Um Another loss, 3-0. Ten Hag's made a few comments after the game. Before the game, he said, tactically, Evans makes more sense than Varane. Um, I want to ask you first, Babs, because one of the things that United fans have been saying on Twitter all weekend is, yeah, but Arteta needed two seasons and Arsenal were eighth twice and they were bottom at one point. Um, I know you're just going to troll. 
I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Um, <laughs> is this anything like then? Because you, only you will remember what it was like then. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to draw similarities. And one thing I will say is, I kind of expected United to decline this year. And the reason why I said it is because last year it was too good to be true. Most mm. times a manager comes into a club and he gets everything right. You're talking, he got top three, he got a, a trophy as well. It just sounds too good. Then instantly it creates this expectation the next year that it's going to be automatically title charge. It's always as if as if progress is, is a guarantee. And in mm. football, it's not, especially if you don't invest in the right profiles. And I looked at United signings in the summer and some made sense, but some didn't. And I think I've always looked at United starters like like Casemiro and gone, I don't think he is a player that Ten Hag would have signed if it wasn't for the fact that United lost their first three games last year. They panicked and said, right, Real Madrid, Casemiro makes sense. Fans will buy his shirt. Let's sign him right now. And he's a very good player, but I don't think he suits what the United should be playing like. But that being said, Ten Hag saves himself no, no way because he keeps talking as if this is how he actually wants to play as well. And when he mm. says stuff like that, that makes me think, okay, maybe it's less the, the players that you have, but also a bit of arrogance from yourself or just, you know, a reluctance to actually try to implement a style of play because you have to have pain. But with United's pain right now, it doesn't feel like it'll come through for something good. As in, I can't see what he's trying to do. With Arteta's pain in 20, uh, 2019, I could see what we were missing and what we had to add. Whereas with these guys now, I think you've, you've signed Mason Mount and he's on the bench. You've got, you know, Amrabat and so. You've got your centre-backs, Lissandro Martinez, even though he's not fit. You've got Anthony sitting on the bench, Sancho as well. You've got all this investment, but it's not working out. I don't know what you want to do. Do you want to play possession-based football like Ajax? Do you want to play traditional play football, counter-attacking football? I'm not sure. And the fact that he keeps saying that he wants to play like he is right now is a worrying sign. United fans that are saying that, it's called coping. And I've been there. We used to say it with, with Liverpool and Klopp. We, we would say there was actually one time someone made a point of Ferguson at United when Arteta was down and he was saying that Ferguson's first is United he had like a seventh place finish or something like that. You know, look, some managers have proven in the past that you give them time, they will come through. With Ten Hag, I'm not sure because I think his recruitment stinks. And one thing that saved Arteta was the signing of Gabriel. And you might have had a Willian, but he had signed Thomas Partey, signed Gabriel, had certain players come and sign and they were like, okay, you can see what you're trying to do here. With Ten Hag, you've got your goalkeeper now. You've got your defenders, you've got your striker and Hoyland, you've got your midfielder and Mount and Bruno and Casemiro, and it's still not working. And what are they now, eighth place in the league? Yeah, I think United fans, if you're comparing them to Arteta, then hey, man, continue to do so. If that gives you hope as a fan, I appreciate that we can be hope for you guys because it feels good to be hope for my United now that you look up to Arsenal and go, yeah, these guys are the ones we need to follow. Because look, with United fans, with all the banter aside, I found it very funny last year that they were talking about they have eclipsed Arsenal's rebuild. And I was like, it's not as easy as that. And you're about to get a rally check. And I knew it was happening as well because I saw the same thing with Spurs when they got top four of Arsenal in, was it, 2021. 20, I can tell that they were going to have a rally check because some teams, some projects are not really properly built. And I don't think United's ever was. I feel like you've given that quite a lot of thought over the last uh, 24 hours or so. I've got, um, I've got a United brother, so we've had many conversations. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. It was a very scripted thought process, but for those listening, I guarantee you, uh, Babs was not just looking at a sheet of paper. Um, Saki, you felt the pain of changing managers on a regular basis, being a Watford fan. Um, had to be said. Sorry, bro. Um, is there no, like... Do, do you see anything happening here? Like, I'm going to try and avoid giving my thoughts because everyone kind of knows what I think. I think football is a complicated game, starters, right? And I think people 
on the internet and as fans watching, as we naturally would, because we don't have that information or privy to it, don't realise how much goes into overhauling a football club and its mentality and its operations. And yes, Eric Ten Hag is at fault for the lack of tactical style and identity. We are all football fans. We watch various different teams. We don't know what they're doing. We can't see it. Still can't see it. Don't get it. But I don't think he's been helped. And I think when you're contrasting, I think it's an unfair contrast, but you're contrasting it with Arsenal's rebuild and you've got someone like Edu in there, a football man who's working closely with Arteta. You look at the small touches in there like David Raya's granddad coming in when Raya signed and Arteta spending time with him, taking a photo with him, having a surety for him, understanding how important that is, building that culture. I don't think United have invested in any of that. It's just, here's another 70, man, 70 million pound player and here's this guy we can get on loan because he had a good World Cup. Like, there, there's no joined up thinking. So whilst I think Eric Ten Hag's not doing a good job, I don't think he's been helped at all. Um, unfortunately, the buck will stop with him because you can't just sack the Glazers, it's not possible to use. So you end up sacking the manager, replacing and hoping something else happens. But there's a massive, massive cultural issue at May United. It's like doing things, it's like they're still using USB sticks rather than the cloud. That's like the best analogy I can give you. They're five, ten years behind, probably. I doubt that everything technology wise is probably up, up to scratch. I've heard Carrington is a mess. Ronaldo said it. I can't believe he some of the facilities changed. around it. So- I just yeah, I was going to ask you about that. You tweeted saying Ronaldo was right or something like that, right? Yes. Elaborate I, then, big man. <laughs> well, like I said, he said the facilities were old, outdated. You know, it hasn't moved on. It hasn't changed. There were the rumours about Fergie's parking space back in the day, a few years, a few years prior, and like they weren't parking in it. The the focus on Fergie and legends and the amount Roy Keane and Rio are on TV talking like there's no there's no ability to move on there's no there's no look into the future it's just there's no evolution trying to focus on the yeah and there, there's no evolution and it's evolve will be extinct right and I think they're just I mean, slightly extinct and the seismic moment will happen when someone like Jurgen Klopp walks through the building and has that charisma and that power to stamp his thing on it I don't, and he's aided obviously by a recruitment team I think it was Michael Edwards at the time mm-hmm. um, a right hand man and you get four or five six signings right in a row like United will get one right. Like Hoyland is a good signing. Just like Bruno was actually a good signing three years ago. Then the next three you sign to support them are, are rubbish. Why is Sergio Reguilón at your football club? Doesn't make any why sense. Is why is... Yeah, why is Anthony there for £90 million when you could have bought Madison for 50 this year instead of Mount and rebuild around Madison and Hoyland? Like, and already it sounds a bit more young. It sounds more exciting. It's so disjointed. I think... When Fergie was there, and not to bore you with details, I think he used to have like 25, 30 scouts, like, and a whole team. Like it, worked, it was all set up for him. I don't, I think it's moved in bits and bobs. Um, and I think that's kind of what Ronaldo was getting at a little bit. They haven't really moved on um, in one like, sweep. Um, so, yeah, Ronaldo was right. And Eric Tinghard was ballsy to do that. I do think there's a lack of man management skills as well, just to add to that. The Jada Sancho thing is, it's just, it's straight up bullying, to be honest. I, I think it's bullying. The rumours, we don't, obviously no one knows what's actually happening, but the fact that he's having to get changed in the academy dressing room, eat by himself and all of that, I don't agree with it. I don't, I just can't see what someone could have possibly done that bad 
to warrant that kind of treatment. So I think his man manager scores are horrible. Because Ronaldo's never had any issues in his past. So you... I think it must be 10 Alright. Um, I'm going to leave the people at home to go and watch the David Beckham documentary. I didn't particularly love it, but I'd watch it if you want to reference the culture that United had and maybe compare it to where United are now. Because I think that would probably tell you the difference massively. Um... I also have loads of thoughts on Manchester United, but I do think there'll be an episode where we probably just talk about United because I don't know how long Ten Hag got left. You should bring back um, crisis intervention. Man United crisis yes. intervention. Remember them? Yeah, we, used to, we did one for Liverpool, Chelsea. I think we even did one yeah. for Arsenal. So maybe Manchester United deserve one. And we'll let Manchester United fans step into the ring and give us their thoughts because it's a mixed bag on social media. Maybe that's, that's a great shout, Sakib. Um, from me, though, I'm going to just say I don't know if he lasts that long. And I think that and then the time will come to talk about it. Um, I also fully agree the Sancho situation is a mess. Um, but that is all we have time for today. Uh, make sure you tune in to the No Ratings podcast. I believe there should be another episode this week and then Sunday, as always, with the insight. Uh, and then next week's going to be massive. But stay tuned on social media uh, to find out what's going on. Bav, Sakib, thank you very much for hopping in. Um, and for those listening, thank you for listening. As always, uh, check us out on social media, subscribe if you're new, and we'll see you next time.